Would you stand with me this morning as we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we are looking at John chapter number 8, John chapter number 8 and verse number 12. The book of John chapter number 8 and verse number 12 this morning. Then Jesus spoke to them again saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Father, we thank you for your incredible, your infallible, your miraculous and supernatural word. God, we just pray today, Lord, that your word will do what needs to be done. Lord, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you help us today? Father, I pray if there's anyone here today that is in darkness, I pray that today will be the day when they come to the light. All of this we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, today's presentation is called the light. In John 8 and verse 12, Jesus declared that he is a light. When Jesus was born, he came to earth to provide light to a world that had grown very, very dark. You see, in Scripture, darkness is a symbol and a representation of sin. Because sin had entered the world, the world had become such a very dark place. Because man had chosen to sin, man needed a Savior. And Luke chapter 2 and verse 11 says, For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. You know, when we think about Christmas, when we celebrate the birth of Jesus, we usually think of of fun things. It's a time to be lighthearted. It's a time for, for all of the positive things. We think about lights. We think about ornaments. We think about tinsel. We think about people and presents and parties. When we actually get around to thinking about Jesus, we see him as a sweet, cuddly baby in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. But what we tend to forget is the reason why he came. And the reason why Jesus came was that sin had brought a wicked darkness to this world and only Jesus could overcome this darkness with his glorious light. The book of Colossians chapter 1 and verse 13 says, He, speaking of Jesus, he has delivered us from the power of darkness and has transferred us into the kingdom of light. Can someone say praise the Lord for that? I need to read that again because evidently you didn't get that. The Bible says that Jesus has delivered us from the power of darkness and he has transferred us into the kingdom of light. How awesome is that? Well, there are two things that I want to talk about this morning. The first thing I want us to talk a little bit about, and that is I want us to talk about the problem. And I've already mentioned the problem. And the problem was that sin had invaded God's perfect world and sin had caused God's world to grow very, very dark. As I began to think about darkness, there are three things that came to my mind and and I want to suggest these three things about darkness this morning. First of all, I want to suggest that darkness is deceptive. In Psalm 36 verse 1 and 2 it says, Sin whispers to the wicked. 
deep within their hearts. They have no fear of God at all. And in their blind conceit, they cannot see how wicked they really are. Wow. Darkness is deceptive. How many understand that our vision is distorted in the dark? And the darker that it gets, the harder it is to see. Here's what I've noticed, and that is when we come to Christ, his, his brightness reveals to us our darkness. And we see very, very clearly our blemishes. And then, and then too often we allow ourselves to drift. And we begin to coast. All of a sudden we're not reading the word very much anymore. All of a sudden we are seldom praying. And all of a sudden we are missing church for just about any excuse. And all of a sudden, we are not as close to the light as we once were. And so we start digressing. We start leaning more toward the world than we do to Jesus. Our our behavior begins to change. What we were once convicted about, we now no longer are convicted. And now we do without guilt. Darkness is deceptive. John chapter 11, verse number 10 says, At night there is the danger of stumbling because there is no light. I want you to know this morning that Satan knows, he knows that if he can draw you away from the light, he knows that you will eventually begin to participate in the events of the darkness. Not only is darkness deceptive, but I want to also suggest that darkness is desirable. John chapter 3 verse 19 and 20 says that God's light came into the world, but it goes on to say, but people love the darkness more than they love the light because their deeds were evil. It goes on to say, all who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it for fear their sins will be exposed. See, Satan makes sin look appealing. He's the the greatest salesman that ever turned a sale. Yeah, yeah, he can can dress up the ugliest sin and he can make it look desirable and, and he can make it look appealing and he can even make it look acceptable. This is why Paul wrote in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 22, he said to abstain from the very appearance of evil. He didn't say stay away from evil. He, he said to abstain from the very, very appearance of evil. Why? Because Paul, Paul knew how deceptive evil is and how our vision is distorted in the dark. And he knew that the darker that it gets, the harder it is for us to see. And once Satan lures us away from the light, the easier it is for him to deceive us. And where once we could easily recognize his work and quickly pull away, but now, now we are closer to the dark than we are to the light, and he can easily deceive us and pull us farther and farther and farther away from the light and closer and closer and closer to the darkness. We're talking about the problem right now. Darkness is a problem. Sin is is a problem, but not only is darkness deceptive, not only is it desirable, but, but darkness is, is destructive. 
Isaiah chapter 8 and verse 20 says, people who disobey God's word are completely in the dark. Wherever they look, there will be trouble and anguish and dark despair. They will be thrown into outer darkness. Even Jesus said in Matthew 8 and 12, those who reject Christ will be thrown into outer darkness. There will be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. What does that tell us? That tells us that sin is destructive. It tells us that Satan is a destroyer. John 10 and 10 says that that Satan comes to steal. He comes to kill and he comes to destroy. I want to submit to you today that, that, that the light saves but the darkness damns. Someone put it this way. Someone said sin will take you farther than you intended to go. It will keep you longer than you intended to stay. And it will cost you more than you intended to pay. Darkness, darkness, sin, darkness was was the problem. But Jesus came to solve the problem. We need to understand the purpose of why Jesus was born. The purpose of, of, of Christmas. The purpose of the birth of Jesus Christ. The prob- there was a problem and it was sin. But the purpose for Jesus to come was to send light into that darkness. The only thing, the only thing that can overcome darkness is light. And Jesus is the light. He said it. He said it. We read about it. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The only way to overcome the darkness of sin is through the light of the Savior. Jesus is the provision. He provides us with light, his light, and only his light can dispel the darkness in our lives. Well, we talked a little bit about the problem. Let's talk a little bit this morning about the provision. John 8 and 12, one more time. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And in 1 John chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, This is the message which we have heard from him, and we declare it to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. I want to make a quick acrostic of the word light this morning. And with each letter of this word, I I believe that we can see the provision of Jesus, the light. So, So for the letter L in the word light, the light of Jesus provides love. The light of Jesus is a reflection of God's love. Did you hear me this morning? You're really, really quiet this morning, but that's okay. I love you anyway. I said the light of Jesus is a reflection of God's love. Let me suggest that darkness offers lust where light offers love. See, see what sin and Satan call love is actually only lust. Because it appeals to our flesh. It is selfish in nature. It is, it is more concerned with getting than it is with giving. It is often immoral and improper and impulsive. 
God's love, on the other hand, is pure. It is personal and it is perpetual. God's love, it is is unselfish and it is unconditional and it is undying. Psalm 36 verse 9 and 10 says, For you are the fountain of life, the light by which we see. Pouring out your unfailing love on those who love you. For the letter I in the word light, I'm using the word illumination. Now I've already alluded to this, but let me emphasize it here. And that is the closer to the light you get, the more the imperfections show up. Let me illustrate it like this. When a woman is young, she loves the makeup mirror. You know, the one with lights all the way around it. And the more lights, the better she likes it. And she lights it all up. The older she gets. Am I really going here? The older she gets, the less she likes it. And she starts unscrewing some of those light bulbs. The closer to the light she gets, the more the imperfections show up. Makeup is quickly applied to cover up those blemishes. The closer to Jesus we get. The closer to the light we get, uh, the more we are made aware of how much we need Him, how much we need His provision of grace. Listen to me, I suggest that we need His grace to cover up our blemishes. You see, the closer to Jesus that I get, the more I see the blemishes and the imperfections in my life. And the more I want to please him with my character and with my actions, the further I get from the light, the easier it is for me to digress in my character, to not even be aware of my blemishes. I was close to the light when I was living close to Jesus. I I could see my imperfections. I could see my faults, my failures. I could see how desperately that I needed him. But the further and further I allowed myself to get away from the light, the less my imperfections showed up and the less I thought I needed him. If I get far enough away from the light, I'm no longer even aware of how bad my imperfections have become. For the letter G in our acrostic, I'm I'm using the word guidance. The light of Jesus helps us see clearly the correct path we are to take. Now, for me personally, and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking personally, but for me personally, the closer to Jesus I walk, the clearer that I can see the path that he has chosen for my life. 
I look back over my life and I look back over my ministry, the times, the times in my life when I have gotten off his chosen path for me were the times when I wasn't walking as close to, uh, wasn't walking as close to him as I should have been. In all honesty, I had placed my life on spiritual autopilot. I was living off the past. I had placed my life on spiritual autopilot instead of seeking after him as much as I should. Listen, I've been walking with God nearly my whole life. I've been in ministry nearly 44 years. But I want to tell you that I am more desperate for God today than I, than I was 44 years ago when I started. I, I feel like that I need God more today than I needed him then. I'm more dependent upon him today than I was 44 years ago when I should have been a thousand percent dependent upon him. Here's what I believe this morning. That is people who walk close to the light will not stumble. Psalm 119 verse 105 says, Your word is a lamp for my feet, and it is a light for my path. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8 through 10 says, For once you were full of darkness, but now, now you have the light from the Lord. So live as people of light. For this light within you produces only what is good and right and true. Carefully determine what pleases the Lord. Did you hear what, what Paul said in the book of Ephesians? He, he, he says that if we will walk in the light, if we will walk as people of light, if we will walk close to the light, if we will walk close to Jesus, we will not stumble. If we will walk close to Jesus, his, the light of Jesus will be within us. And he said it produces only what is good and only what is right and only what is true. Wow. The letter H in our acrostic of the word light, I'm using the word hope. Hope. Lamentation chapter 3 verse 21 says, yet there is, there is one ray of hope. What is that one ray of hope? He goes on to say his compassion Never ends. It is only the Lord's mercies that have kept us from being completely destroyed. Great is his faithfulness. May I suggest to you this morning that Jesus is our ray of hope for our salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. It is not of works lest anyone should boast. Jesus is the hope of our salvation. But not only is Jesus our ray of hope for our salvation, but Jesus is our ray of hope in hopeless situations. And I don't know this morning as I, I look over this congregation this morning, perhaps, perhaps you're here this morning and you are facing what seems to you to be a hopeless situation. I don't know what it might be. It could, it could be a, a relationship that's headed south. It could be a financial crisis. It could be a child that's literally breaking your heart. I don't know what your hopeless situation is this morning, but I'm going to tell you this morning that Jesus, Jesus is the ray of hope. Somebody here today needs to tie a knot at the end of your rope and hang on. 
I believe that the word for someone here this morning is hang on to your hope. Hang on to your hope. Hang on to your hope. And Jesus is your hope. I believe the word for someone here this morning is hold on. Hold on because help is on the way. Pastor David Henry told us the story last Sunday of the man who accidentally fell into a deep, dark cave. He was in that pitch dark cave all alone for several days. Finally, he was rescued, and when he was rescued, he was asked how he survived day after day after day in the cold, dark cave all alone. He said it was pitch black in that cave. He said except for a small, tiny, pinhole ray of light that came in. He said, I kept myself encouraged by focusing on that one tiny little ray of light that penetrated the darkness. I tell you this morning, the light of Jesus provides us with a ray of hope, even in the darkest situation. Finally, I want us to look at the last letter in our acrostic of the word light. And for the letter T, I'm using the word transformation. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 and 14 says, For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. And 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9 says, God has called you out of the darkness and into his marvelous Let me tell you this morning, people, only Jesus, only Jesus can dispel the darkness. Perhaps you're here this morning and you you are living in the darkness. You are living, you are living in sin today. Maybe you're addicted to something today. Maybe, Maybe the enemy has captured you. Maybe, maybe, maybe this morning you are bound by something the enemy is binding you today. Never, ever thought you'd ever get that far into the darkness. But gradually, you just begin to slide back. Gradually, you just got a little further and a little further and a little further away from the light until you were easy prey because you were closer to the darkness were to the light and you kept being deceived by the enemy and today you find yourself in a place you never dreamed you would ever be Satan comes to steal to kill and to destroy but Jesus is the light Jesus is the light and only Jesus can dispel the darkness. Only Jesus can take you out of the darkness of sin and place you into his glorious light. And I'm telling you this morning that no matter how dark that your life may be, no matter how much darkness that you're involved in today, I'm telling you that Jesus is the light and Jesus can dispel the darkness. Our theme today is the light. 
As we celebrate the birth of Jesus in what we call Christmas, listen, listen, it's okay to enjoy all the trappings of Christmas, the tinsel that comes along with this time of celebration. But I urge you this morning, may we never forget the real purpose of Christmas and the real reason why Jesus was born and the real purpose and the real reason Jesus was born. And that is that Jesus came to earth to solve a problem. He came to solve the problem of sin that brought with it a very evil and wicked darkness. He came as the light. He came to dispel the darkness. He came to help us overcome our very own dark side through the light of his love. The question for today is this. Are you living in the darkness are you living in the light? Another question we may ask ourselves today, am I living in as much of the brightness of his glory as I once was? Or have I allowed myself to slip back and maybe I'm even closer to the dark than I am the light? Jesus. Jesus.